Hello, 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 and welcome to the sixth official episode of Bad Friends Worst Critics, where I, Noah Davis, along with Lane Wellman and John Pina, give you our thoughts on pretty much anything pertaining to TV, movies, music, and more. We like to start off our episodes with a little bit of news, so we'll get right into that. What? Rip. <laughs> well, too <laughs> bad. All right. First piece yeah. of news. Uh, you know, start off with a bang. We have an announcement that Fast and Furious 11 will be the last one in the mainline series. Uh, they've talked about that for a while. Uh, has 10 even come out yet? No. I think 10 was supposed to come out this year pre-Rona, but we kind of, you know, rona that up. Wait. Fast 9 hasn't even come out. Fast 9 hasn't even come out? Holy shit, I thought Fast 9 has been out. It says Fast 9 opens in 2021 upon a quick Google search. (laughs) We have three more Fast and Furious movies before the mainline series. The The first one's like 2003. 2004. Well, he doesn't do the drive. (laughs) Dominic Toretto, or Toretto, I think that's the name. Uh, Uh, It is Dominic Toretto. Like, is there any other instance of a movie series going to 11? Because I really can't think of any. Aliens got the quadrilogy and all the reboots, but I don't really think that counts. Like, one... Dude, is Paul Paul Walker going to be in this one? I don't not think so. Like an, not like in a meme, like, oh, he's dead. Has he like, been in no, a he, No, he wasn't in Fate. Okay. I saw Fate. He wasn't in Fate. Because I'm just like, we have the technology to make right. people be in a movie even if they're dead, so. No, is there, actually, is there a consent thing with that? Can I, can I, do I have to consent I before like, I die? I think it's like the family. Yeah, I think, the I think family it's whoever is in charge life. of your likeness. Right, your because, estate yeah. and whatnot. Um. On the same vein, actually, now that I had the thought of resurrecting people from the dead, do they do that for TV at all? And if so, hmm. can Alex Trebek still host Jeopardy? Hmm, now hmm. we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking here, because there's plenty of material. Right, Absolutely and he's, plenty he's probably said every word in the English language, yeah. except for, be, you know, like, company names and stuff that haven't come out yet. He'd probably be literally the best one to recreate, huh? just because That's of a- all the words. Yeah, you're totally right. Like, he can, he's, and, he's, he's, a, he's virtual, but he still roasts all the contestants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and he's, like, said every, <laughs> you know, basic American name, so... Whoever's in charge yeah. of those decisions, we got an idea for you. Yeah. Do you. Do you have that? Do you have that on news about the new host of Jeopardy? Oh no, I didn't even know. Yeah. Who's the so new they're, host? They're, well, they're doing like uh, a series of like interim guests, like or guest judges. Oh, is this where he tweeted something? No, oh. I, I don't know. Ken, Ken Jennings yeah, they have, be the first one. Ken right? Jennings is the first one, which is kind of neat. I, I think Ken Jennings or somebody tweeted something like six years ago. And it's not the most unoffensive joke in the world, and so people are kind of mm. uh, internet. Gotcha. Uh. <laughs> yeah, they did their. He's canceled. <laughs> uh, speaking of awesome series, we have Gremlins Three is officially Stop. underway because Stop. we needed that. I don't even recall how the first or second one like 
went. Oh, I know the first one. I don't remember even a, a second one. Apparently so. Uh, you know, super excited for that nostalgia factor to be shoved down my throat again. Is it? Did you all watch the new Chucky? I feel like that's like in the same vein. That I went like, was so bad. I couldn't it looked terrible. I watched the trailer and said, you couldn't pay me money to watch this Chucky movie. Yeah, I, I tried. Um, yeah. And uh, to update on last week's story where Maz Mickelson was in talks to replace Johnny Depp as Grindelwald, Grindelwald for mm-hmm. Fantastic Beast, it is mm-hmm. now confirmed that Maz Mickelson is replacing hey. him. And, and anything with Maz Mickelson, I'm probably going to watch. I mean, he's a good he's actor. Pretty good, yeah, he's a good actor. But those movies suck. <laughs> I've, I've not seen them, so no comment. They're just not good. Is he going to play um, his character from Casino Royale in that? Pretty much. No, he's going to play his character from uh, Doctor Strange. Oh, perfect. I mean, white hair, like everything's uh, set uh. up. Uh, okay, we also have word that Predator 5 is officially in the works with Dan Trachtenberg, who did Cloverfield Lane. Mm-hmm. And it rumor is the plot is around uh, Indigenous Americans, specifically Comanche tribe, which sounds awesome. I'm super fucking excited for that. Those Last like Predator great, movie sucked. Great Plains Indians? Comanche? I, 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 uh, I want to say, I, I think Comanche's more Western, but I'm not entirely sure. They're Indians. I tell you that much. Uh, <laughs> Northwestern Texas and New Mexico, Colorado, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Northern Chihuahua. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Last Predator sucked, but Predator 1, even 2 is, I mean, I like 2. And uh, Predators was not the worst thing in the world. I'm usually not a Robert Rodriguez guy, but still pretty good. Uh, um, no offense for Predator over here? Okay. No. <laughs> no, I, 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 I didn't know. like any of the Predator movies particularly. I think Alien vs. Predator I liked. Yeah, yeah. Even <laughs> but only, <laughs> only because there. of what it was. Right. Okay, uh, speaking of fifth entries into series, we have Scream 5. Which will be officially called Scream. Okay, I, I want to interject. Did you all watch Animaniacs? I watched oh, a few episodes. Nah. I watched a few episodes, yeah. No, I didn't. Okay, did you see the one where they basically just talk about, I mean, most of it. Reboots, meta, yeah. And they talk Reboot, about reboots. Reboot. Yeah, yes, that's reboot the, that was the best thing. Yeah, I went, this is how I feel every time we talk about news. And we say, hey, this movie's going to reboot. This movie's going to go, please stop. <laughs> And just today alone, we've had four reboots. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah, we. Next piece of news is kind of the same too. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> okay. Just so we're clear, Animaniacs is the greatest thing to fucking come back. And oh, we can talk about it. We can talk about that. Uh, all I wanted to add onto the screen thing was, if you're rebooting something, quit naming it the title of the first movie. Yeah. I agree. Stop it. Like Child's Play. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Because that gets so confusing down the line, especially if there's a third remake. Right. So like now we'll have Scream. Line on line on Scream. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the Xbox. You have the Xbox original, and then you have the Xbox One. Now you have the, the Xbox series. It's just the same title, and it's so confusing for everybody down the line. Because in 30 years, when we have a Scream 8, that's actually a reboot, is it going to be called Scream colon like 3? Because, you know, I don't know. Titles are dumb. What would you suggest as a better really title for the screen? Screen 5 sounds pretty good. Screen and, 5, and Scream just, Returns. 
as as an audience, you just know the Scream Five was the reboot. Is that up to the audience? Yeah, that's, the... that's fair. Okay, but it's a soft reboot because all the characters are coming back. Okay, like uh, uh, David Arquette and uh, yeah. If I that, want if, to say... if that's the case, it definitely should just be Scream Five. <laughs> you it's... yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's set in the screen universe, like past the whatever. We also have an announcement. Well, actually, I think it's been announced for a while, but the title of the 21 Jump Street female centric spinoff is now going to be called 21 Jump Street Now for Her Pleasure. Uh-huh. Which I think is. That's amazing. I don't know. Kind of funny. <laughs> I guess. It's like, uh, okay. Yeah. Who do, are there. But that, that, I mean, it just makes that? it sound like the other movies weren't like funny for women. Uh, yeah. No, no, there <laughs> were. I don't think there are any actors or actresses. Nothing, nothing attached to it. Just that it's in the Twenty One Jump Street universe. Is this is this taking over what was supposed to be like a Twenty One Jump Street Men in Black thing? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. never happening. That's never happening. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. When that was announced in like twenty thirteen, oh yeah, cool. the, yeah. But I doubt that's ever going to happen. <sighs> We also have news of oh, apparently oh, apparently yeah. nothing's confirmed, but Tiffany Haddish and Aquafina were the top choices. Listen, I'm not a woman, so I don't want to <laughs> make any judgments or statements that I'll regret. We're canceled here. Go ahead, Noah. There so. you go. That's all. No, that's it. That's all. I'll, I'll let you fill it in. No, no, I'll say it. Tiffany Haddish is not funny, and no movie she's been a part of have I liked period the end was oceans eight any good anybody watch that i, didn't watch I did it. watch it i was uh george Clooney's characters in it for minute spoilers uh oh, cool. at the very end oh uh cool. and it's very average oh. okay. the entire time i mean it, it does all the things an ocean movie does but again yeah for the, <laughs> for the fourth time. time yeah right i was like you know, i was done after the second one i mean hey <laughs> i just Steven Soderbergh I mean, can do no wrong I just don't uh, see yeah. a, a female reboot that. of 21 Jump Street like and I think it's it's not I don't know. I think it's because it's not going to be Jonah Hill and Shane Tatum. Like it's not going to hit me with the same like yeah. one-liners rather, like same yeah. I'd rather know. have a like uh you know a bridesmaids is to hangover. You know as yeah. I'd rather have a female cop funny cop movie. That's not fucking 21 Jump Street. Yeah. Or, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Sure. Or have the balls and call it 21 Jump Street 3. Go for it. Yeah. Like, if you made right. it a mainline yeah, yeah, yeah. series, okay. Right. Yeah, right. Cool yeah, yeah. Not some, oh, we're doing an all-female spinoff. Well, wait, was like, that... Uh, spin the bells. Was that, was that in the uh, the ending of 22 Stop. Jump Street? Was there a female... I don't think so. Cause I, don't, <laughs> I don't recall. With all of the, yeah, the reboot or the So uh, 22 sequels. Jump Street, it was, it was Ice Cube's daughter, right? Was, like, their victim that they were trying to save. I don't was that the whole premise? I don't know if I ever like. They like they enrolled in college, and the target was her or his daughter, because mm. at the school there was like a problem. That sounds familiar. And it turned out the daughter was like getting kidnapped or heavily involved in it somehow. I forget exactly, but no, I think she was just getting I... banged by Jonah Hill, right? Because they oh cause... yeah, she, she was a love interest for Jonah yeah, Hill. Yeah, she was just a love right. interest. Because didn't yeah, because yeah, because one of the uh, college kids died and that's what they're investigating 
because that's the, where right. the whole slam poetry scene comes from because he was like mm -hmm, mm -hmm, <laughs> slamming about the dead friend or whatever See, and, and and the daughter's played by amber stevens west who of course you know from yeah, totally. the shows 20... like the carmichael show and 22 jump street yeah. i mean <laughs> but it was like oh, she was Lucas... in greek do you remember greek back in the day i think that was on cw yeah it was abc abc baby. abc is abc yeah. she was in that too Oh, okay. She's so been playing a college kid for like fifteen Ten years. years. Yeah, fifteen years, dude. I'm almost That's there. That's pretty good. I've been there for six years. I'm catching up. <laughs> yeah, you're you're almost there, bud. I'm catching up. I'm not getting paid as All much right. as she is, but that's fine. Okay. Uh, moving on, we have a we had a surprise release of. I don't even know what they referred to it as. I put recording film, but okay. We had a surprise release of Taylor Swift's recording film for her new album, Folklore. Album documentary? Came out on Disney+. Plus. Album documentary. We'll see. That I sounds nice. Yeah, sure. Album documentary. I don't know what that means. I read this piece of news I was, and I was, you know, thinking, Lane knows Taylor Swift and like that album, but I don't know what a al it was, album it, documentary is. Essentially, even. like, she, so if you don't know, Bon Iver did he didn't record it, but essentially like for one of his albums, he locked himself in a cabin for like three months or something like up in the woods and like wrote an album. And essentially Taylor Swift was like, well, let's f fuck it. Let's like quarantine's happening. Like, let's just lock ourselves in this cabin. But she had like Bon Iver, like Justin Vernon was by himself, which is insane. Taylor Swift. Right, which like, is had way more him. metal. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor Swift was like, I will bring Bonavere with me, plus all of my like actual staffers. You know, will like, right, like my engineers and my yeah. actual. And I think um, what's his name? I really love him from the Bleachers and Fun. Um, he's like he. He's one of the most like prolific male like writers and producers right now in pop music. Jack, Jack Anhoff, something like that. An Antonoff, Jack Antonoff. He's uh he was like the guitarist for Fun. And he's the lead singer for Bleachers, but he has done Lord's albums. He's done now this one with Bon Iver and uh, Taylor Swift, and he just does like a bunch of pop music, uh, basically. Uh, and I think he's on the album too. So yeah, like literally, she just said, "Let's just get like a bunch of people who are huge in pop right now and make an album." And so this is the documentary of them making that album. So which it's, yeah, for so music it's documentaries like... is pretty common. Like making of an album documentary is not like the wildest thing so i think to see what you like to know i don't what think you, i've ever watched yeah i think what what you would expect to see is like here's the first track maybe i don't know if they'll go in order but like here's a track they'll like play through the song and then you'll see like them like gathered around the fire like drinking a beer like oh this first song could be blah 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 like it like behind the scenes right. them like because because i'm pretty sure that's how they wrote that album was they were like all together like in this cabin and she just wrote it like there i don't think it was like stuff she had been working on maybe i'm not really sure exactly but yeah i mean kinda... it, it's usually chronological too so like whatever the first song they came up with and not necessarily like track one on the album yeah kind of baffles me that they didn't coincide with the release of the album uh i assume that's probably a disney that thing because like, her last little film was on the document oh, it was on netflix right yeah it was on yeah netflix. yes it was yeah. so I, I assume it was some kind of she Maybe was probably going to do it with Netflix, yeah, yeah and people were like, oh, let's see if I can throw money at you instead. That makes sense. Plus, I, I'm curious how much they paid for it. 
Plus, she's also been in this, like, huge lawsuit that she just won. She's been, yeah. Which, big news for me. I'm super excited. She's re-recording. Well, she's, she, like, won the rights to all of her music. So, she's re-recording, like, all of her old albums. Super excited for that. Why? She wants to. Also, because I I couldn't help myself, I went and looked up Jack Antonoff to see what I was right or wrong about. So yeah, he was in Fun uh, with Nate Roos, and he basically did all the music. Um, Then he was in Bleachers, which was another big like indie pop band. Then he helped write Sweeter Than Fiction by Taylor Swift. Uh, And then he made Lord's Melodrama. And then he made all the music for the movie Love, Simon, if you remember that movie. And then he worked with Lana Del Rey, and now he just does a bunch of stuff. But apparently he was he produced Brockhampton's album and uh, Kevin Abstract's Arizona Baby. So yeah, I mean, he's just all over the place. But anything like big pop music, he's kind of like got his hands on it. He is what the kids say in there. Yeah, in there. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's definitely what they say for sure. Well, speaking of Disney, we have news that Deadpool 3 is finally in the works after four years. I still haven't seen Deadpool 2. Thank God, I guess. It's not as good as one, but I'm super fucking excited as 3. Yeah, 2's good. It's It's just not... I I really don't want to say near perfection or overhype the first one for anyone who hasn't seen it, but it's pretty close. First one's perfection because it's everything you want as someone who doesn't like superhero movies. And has begged for them to be R-rated, to have actual, like, humanity shown. Deadpool does that, and it has an interesting it's, story. It's so easy to watch. Right, mm. the characters are good. It's, it's re- an rewatchable. Yeah. It's rewatchable yeah. as fuck. And there's, like, so many good jokes, and then there's meta humor, which and is always good. It. And, yeah, it, like, it doesn't take itself seriously. Mm-mm. It's not like, oh, we're a big serious drama movie. Like, the fucking... Where what's is- their... Avenger ones think they are now. Whereas the second one did kind of suffer from that, I will say. The bigger budget, I feel as though it did suffer a little bit with, with the scale of everything. Whereas the first one was just very, it was what it was. very concentrated. The second one was uh, sort of into the world kind of plot line, kind of uh, all that everywhere. But I'm excited for Deadpool 3. Uh, apparently it's being written by Wendy and Lizzie Molyneux which are two sisters who work on Bob's Burgers, I think. So That could be interesting. Yeah. So I love Bob's we'll Burgers. I don't really enjoy the later seasons. They're too, every episode's a musical. And it's kinda... <laughs> it is a <laughs> that's, lot that's... of musicals, but then, but do you, you know the uh, Apple TV Plus show he has now, right? Or they have? The I don't one remember that exactly, looks exactly like creator. Bob's Burgers. But it's literally every episode is a musical. Oh well, like I'm they don't they don't sure. try to hold it back at all. Uh, <laughs> like it is a musical TV show. Opening scene is a musical, and they're I, like, "We're I not." Tried, <laughs> I tried the new season of Bob's Burgers in the first episode, and then I was like, "Oh." <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, we don't know when that Deadpool three comes out, but I assume it'll be soon. Disney will want to capitalize on what little hype there is left. They just started writing it. Yeah. Yeah, confirmed. Because I mean, yeah. everyone assumed Disney might shove it off to the side. It's probably like a good how, two or three years out. Yeah, seeing as how it's hopefully R-rated, I really hope Disney doesn't pull in. They can't. They can't not, right? I mean, Disney hasn't owned it. This is the first one that's going to be Disney. The other right, two are Right, but I mean, Fox. Ryan Reynolds wouldn't sign on, would he? Yeah, I don't know. 
you give a man a big paycheck. I don't know. It's probably nah. hard to say no. Ryan Reynolds. Green <clears throat> what if he was Green like, already, yeah, that's true. I mean, if but he was like already he signed on. Things. He, he wasn't Brian Reynolds then. He was just some dude trying to. But if, but if he was like, if his original contract was like three movies and like. Yeah, he might gets, be stuck. Yeah, he might just be stuck. But That's totally true. Yeah, we'll uh, just cross our fingers. Yeah, who knows? Uh, moving uh, back to TV news, we have The Last of Us, the video popular video game series, is getting a TV adaptation by HBO from Neil Druckmann, who was the director of the game, I believe. I think he was a director, maybe a writer. And Craig Mazin, who was the showrunner for Chernobyl, the HBO show that came out two last year or two years ago. Yeah, he's a he's a video game writer. Apparently, he wrote Last of Us, Last of yeah, Us Left Behind, Uncharted, yeah. Drake's Fortune, and Uncharted Among Thieves. Oh, so. number two, sweet. Uh, I pretty hyped. I want to see who they cast as Joel. I think that'll be the hardest part. Yeah. Because if you don't get someone like Hugh Jackman or something, it's going to be real weird. When Joel, <laughs> when Joel's a, maybe a nobody actor, it's going to be like I don't know. Uh, now, how they'll ex or actually condense, not expand, how they'll condense the 15-hour story into a 9-hour series is going to be interesting, 9 or 10-hour series. I just, I wonder how it's going to go. Is it, so it's going to be... The first game. The first game, okay. Yeah, yeah. And Chernobyl was fucking fantastic, if I'm going to be honest. Hmm. Um, did, I haven't you seen it. Watch it. Not yet. Daniel's told me a million times. I just go watch your no. That first, the first two episodes are perfection. See, the thing with serious drama TV shows that I have credible people suggest to me are it takes so much to sit down and watch like ten to twelve hours of it. Like, what's funny is like I'm kind of the reverse, whereas a movie takes a lot out of me, but I can watch six hours of a TV show. That's weird. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> I'm I'm well, because a movie, you just you get you get an hour and a half. You're in and you're out, or two hours, whatever. You're in and you're out, and I feel like I guess my thoughts sense. and opinions have to right. be within that two hours. Right. Whereas you want to be show, in. You want to stay in for a minute. Yeah. Yes. Really dwell on the linger on the characters, etc. It's it's pretty much when I find a great show and it's over, it really sucks. But you know, I got. X amount of seasons from it. Whereas a movie, it's two and a half hours, and it's like, oh, that was it. Okay, go home. I don't know. That makes sense. St stand up is what you really need to say. Not <laughs> right. go home. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> uh, okay, other HBO news. Joss Whedon has exited his own show called The Nevers, which was going to be about, or I think it will be about, a group of Victorian women who get superpowers or something? Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't think I, I like that. I enjoy that Joss Whedon gets to exit his own show that he created. And HBO is still... Yeah, they're the like, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> I, you wrote it. We're good. Did it say, yeah. like, why he left? Was he just like, wow, COVID. I've... Cre oh, okay. Was he, he, was he just like, I wrote this thing and I he said just so dog out. shit? Okay. No, he just said... That it was burnt. He was burnt out. He said, uh, "Creating it like was taking a toll and COVID and everything. Having to do all the sets and test people. He said that was just going to be too much strain on him. So he respect excellent. Respect. Keeping up with the HBO news, we have news or rumors more like 
that Kong versus Godzilla or Godzilla versus Kong will pivot to streaming services. And Netflix reportedly offered $200 million while HBO Max might turn it down and just put it on HBO Max. Or sorry, Warner might turn it down and put it on HBO Max since that's their property. Yeah, two hundred million dollars for King Kong for versus Godzilla. Movie? I still haven't seen the second one. I really like okay. the first one. So I'm, I've never seen the second one. How much did the last Godzilla movie even make? I don't think it was that much. Like three hundred, four hundred million. China might have given it like a big. It made, made five hundred fourteen million. Well, what was the budget on that? Can you see? Or. The 2014 Godzilla. I don't know what was the last. Oh, one? Yeah. What was that the second one? one? What was the second? King, King of Monsters. Monsters. King of the Monsters. King of Monsters made <laughs> 400. Oh. And the budget made less on a bigger budget. The budget was 200 mil. Yeah. I don't know. So it doubled its money, but that's barely it breaking even. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I like, think I think you have sense. to at least double your even, money. How does it? And then Kong, How does I didn't. It cost two hundred million dollars. <laughs> I didn't really I enjoy Kong that much. Did you guys ever see that? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It was a King Kong reboot, but it's set in Vietnam. Or Skull Island Skull was pretty Island. much Vietnam. Yeah. I think maybe. Uh, John Goodman, Tom Hiddleston, Hiddleston. Yeah. Yeah, Samuel Jackson, Brie Larson, John yeah, C. Reilly. I don't remember Samuel Jackson in that movie. Oh, whatever. Uh, it's not my favorite movie. King Kong looked really cool. Didn't see it. That's about it. Did he actually look really cool? Like, how can you... I mean, he looked like a giant gorilla. Yeah, that's exactly... I'm like... Gorillas are kind of cool, though. They are cool. Gorillas are kind of cool, cool. yeah. They were the coolest. I mean, if I saw, like... Yeah, it's kind of cool, actually. A big gorilla, yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, not as cool as the 2005-2006 King Kong, though. Mm. I will say. So it, the classic, the just black. black silver back. That's yeah, that's the classic gorilla right there. Whereas Kong was more kind of like beast yeti ape thing, more like a, a uh, was a great ape from Dragon Ball Z. So I'm confused. Going back to yes. Godzilla. So mm-hmm. first off, I really liked the first the 2014 one. I absolutely loved the first one. Yeah, 2014 Godzilla. I didn't know the sequel didn't. Why weren't the original two? I guess well, well Aaron Taylor Johnson probably could America. Uh, Aaron Taylor he just didn't sign on for the second one. I think that was his choice. Oh okay. He so, just said nah. So they just like it was like a different plot for the second one. Whole other plot. Uh, yeah. it, it had the same uh, the company that ties it all together. Monarch or something. They have a company that ties the universe size universes together, and so it's about that company saying that's that's i think that's about it i I think it's got the girl from stranger things i forget her name millie bobby brown bobby brown Brown. yeah i think she's in it yeah i knew king Ghidorah was in it and that's why i wanted to watch it but two and a half hours i I believe her name is drake's next target something like that (laughs) drake's current target (laughs) yikes yeah he just asked for he's he's just asking her for relationship advice guys chill just see what's up (laughs) just see what's up how's it going 16 Uh, Take it up with Drake, okay? You get him on, on the line, the... you yeah. call him. Sorry, you get his phone number from Millie Bobby Brown, yeah, and then yeah. you call. I make his hotline bling, and then 
Yada, yada, yada. Uh, last piece of news, and I really just added this for fuck's sake. We had a Saved by the Bell reboot come out on Peacock, NBC's uh, original streaming service. Another streaming service? What the fuck? I've never... Wait, yeah, have Peacock? we talked about Peacock? Uh, no, but it's been out for a while. It's where uh, The Office is going next year. Oh, wow. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh, I <laughs> just feel like somebody dropped the ball because I have never heard of the Saved by the Bell reboot. Yeah. Not once have I seen a banner image, a video on YouTube, nothing. And it released two days ago. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, IGN posted a review, and I was just like, when did this get announced? I don't care. I don't have an affinity for Save by the Bell. It's way, not way before, but before our time. Yeah. I just think someone at NBC dropped the ball, marketing team. It's on you guys. That is the last piece of news, though, since, uh, so you know, music and stuff. The, the guy who played... Uh, Screech. Zach Morris, who was just obviously a high school student, uh, like his character is now the governor of California. <laughs> so, there's big political implications in this one, in this remake. I wonder if Screech is coming back, dude. He's a That's bat. That's the only now. character I know. He's a bat. Oh, no. he just screeched. Yeah, he got him. arrested. Screech did, I think, <laughs> for something. <laughs> That's all I remember that guy. I don't, yeah, I mean, I know that I've seen a few episodes of Saved by the Bell, but I I couldn't really tell you anything about it. <clears throat> I, I all, all I really recall is uh, the clip that went around on Reddit forever of the episode where she talks about caffeine pills and she's, like, addicted to them and she's crying. Caffeine <laughs> <laughs> uh, pills. Yeah, but no, that's, uh, that's the last piece of news if we want to move on. Yeah, cool, we'll move on. Um, I'll start with what I listened to this week. Um, yes, sir. Another bunch of another week full of singles by a bunch of different bands. The only the only thing I'll really um, mention is I listened to this probably like immediately after the last podcast, um, and I would talk to John a little bit about it. Um, Mac Miller's side project, Larry Lovescene and the Velvet Revival. Somehow I hadn't listened to it until just now or that week. Is this ago. like Larry Fisherman? No, no. It's, uh, Larry Lovestein. Right. No, I know. I'm saying I like that though, where it's just a different sound. It's like a jazz it's a thing. Yeah, it's a jazz it's, album. It's really, it's singing. really less Claypool shit. It's really bad. <laughs> it's like I hate the really? shit. I hate the shit on anything you know our oh. Lord and Savior has ever put out, but it's really bad. There it's was really bad. There was like maybe really one bad. song that I would listen to again, and that's like another year from now when I, when I, when I remember that he did that jazz thing, I'll be like, what did that sound like? And I'll like, Oh, there's a, re there's probably a reason why only one of these songs is saved. Tell us into that. What's the album called? Uh, you is the album. Just, you. okay. So, so you is here. Where's speeding bullet to heaven by kid Cuddy. Like <laughs> the punk rock album. Like where, where's that? Cause I need to know how bad is it? Cause speeding bullet to heaven was, Garbage. garbage no 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 it it really shouldn't have been made and there's a reason they didn't put his name on so i'm saying so yeah. i'm saying i'm saying like, <laughs> way, it's yeah. way worse oh it's, it's worse than speeding bullet that it's, it's not listenable like it's bad music it yeah. is just not good yeah like whatever what's the worst review i've given on this to any music 
Because mm. it, it, it's literally just objectively worse than anything that we've listened to or talked about. Oh. It is like actually just not good. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, so if you want to... Well, I, well, I didn't know you guys hate Mac Miller that much. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I hate Larry. He, he didn't figure out how good. he could like, sing. Like, he, one didn't have like a voice. He only had rapped. He didn't try to ever do hooks or anything up to that point. And he didn't try to like actually learn how to sing. So he literally is just like out of key or like just, I don't even know, like having like this weird wavering pitch where he's like trying to hit a high note that he can't hit. And they're like, fuck it. That one's, that's the take that we're keeping on the album because that's the best one. And it's real bad, but he was high as fuck. And yeah, it was definitely. him and his buddies making jazz music. So who cares really? <laughs> like he wasn't trying to make money off of it. He did one show on the fucking thing. Actually, it was like this... while his TV show was out. So I'm pretty sure it was like almost a meme. TV show? I don't remember TV show. He had a live uh, action like what? Like remember when MTV had a bunch of reality TV shows with Rob Deerdick and all those skating people? <laughs> I was about to say you mean right now? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> like reality TV, not like a game show. Because he has a game. You mean show. right now? I mean, I know not Rob Deerdick, but. But, MTV is yeah. specifically only reality yeah. TV. Yeah, yeah, but it was like musicians, so not just random oh. people who lived all lifestyles. Yeah, I don't know. Is oh. this like Flavor of Love era? I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, was, maybe like good. after for sure, yeah, but I, I forget what his na name of the TV show was. Mac uh, Miller, the Miller the and show. the Most Dope Family. Yeah, I can't believe you all watched it. I don't remember that at all. Not like 2013, a... 2014. Is that like a, is it similar to like the Odd Future one? What was theirs called? Looter Squad. Even... Yeah, Looter Squad. I mean, yeah. them just like, that was sort of, uh, you know, just loitering. Mean humor. Yeah. It's kind of what I It wasn't like, it, like it's literally just him and his mansion in LA, like hanging out with people and making music every day. Like oh. that is, there was no plot. Like I think there was one episode where there was like a tour um, like a couple shows from a tour he was on in Europe, and there was one episode that's him doing the Larry Lovestein project, and everything else is literally just like, this is what Mac Miller's day-to-day -day life looked like, and it's a lot of drugs, and it's a lot of alcohol, <laughs> and it's a lot of his friends from high school from Pittsburgh hanging out and making music. Great. And then all his music friends that are in LA, too. Like, I think there's a couple episodes of Schoolboy Q and Tyler and the Odd Future people, and but... Yeah, I'm I, about shows I'll never, ever, ever watch. I'd probably watch it. Yeah, I, uh, I have the video somewhere because someone sent it to me on a Google Drive because they're not streamed anywhere anymore. Hmm. So if you ever want, it. if you ever want Mac Miller's TV show, hit me up. I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm not, right. I'm not picking a movie for my next, uh, my next week, and we're gonna watch the entire show. I mean, if it's you only, want to pick two or three episodes, uh, that's definitely. I think that's. It's only two seasons and each season was like seven episodes that were 20 minutes so it's like really bingeable right cool not that you would want to watch what however many hours that is 14 hours <laughs> of... oh um yeah that's really like the only notable music i'll mention um now what i watched i watched a lot actually more than most weeks with my you grandparents no <laughs> <laughs> no but um hanging out with my grandparents for thanksgiving all we did was really just watch tv um i watched blade runner 
for the first oh, song. Yeah, the first uh, yeah, one. Yeah, like OG. Did you watch the director's cut or the, yeah, 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 uh, yeah. the theatrical cut? Yeah, well, director's cut, I guess. It said 2007. Uh, okay, on it. Yeah. Did the end end with a, a monologue? Mm. Like, did Harrison Ford talk over the end? I remember him just sitting there. Okay, good. Ended. Okay, no, 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 okay. no. In the theatrical version, there's this bullshit monologue that Harrison Ford talks over the end, and it's awful. It ruins just the whole tone of the movie. Okay, it's the voiceover narrating outro. Yeah, yeah, and you're, yeah, yeah. You want to get the director's cut because Ridley Scott hated that monologue. Yeah, so that's what I. Yeah, that's what we watched. Um, like yeah, tears was, in the rain. It's pretty good. Um, yeah, it was like I had to like kind of read about it afterwards because it was like we were like watching and like doing other shit. Um, so, but yeah, I was like, yeah, damn, that was pretty good. So, yeah. So, uh, like, how many Blade Runners are there? Because there are other movies, right? Is it just two. the two? Like, okay. So, yeah, I'll have to check Blade out Blade Runner this. and Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Okay, because IMDb had like four titles, and I was uh, like, it could have uh, been twenty forty nine had an anime prequel called like okay. Blackout or Lights Out. Yeah, and then I'm sure there's something else. I'm sure someone made something. Cool. So I'm excited to actually watch, you know, twenty forty nine now. Because uh, it's actually loosely based on a book, yeah, called uh, "Do Androids Dream of Robotic Sheep?" Do they? But I've never read the book. I don't know. I've never read yeah. it. <laughs> Check that out. Cool. And Would other... you turn the turtle over? <laughs> um, other than that, we watched about ten episodes of um, Outlander. Have you guys seen? How it? It, How did you watch ten episodes, dude? It wasn't much. What is Outlander? Outlander is the show about a combat nurse who just got back after like five years of service in World War Two. Uh, it's her second honeymoon with her husband. They go to this rock in Ireland, um, Ireland, Scotland. I'm, I'm really sure. I think one it was. Of yeah, it was one Scotland. Of I think it's Scotland. Touches the rock and she goes back in time to like 1700, like 18th century Scotland. Uh, can't figure out like how to get the fuck back and so that's basically the premise is well the premise in the beginning is you think that she's trying to get back and then it turns to her like she gets married to a dude in the set like the 18th century and she's like choosing to stay in the 18th century rather than go back it's this it's this whole spicy ass thing like yeah my grandma really was like digging it <laughs> and i was like I'm... it i thought I've seen previews for it, and I was like, "This looks pretty interesting." Yeah, I, I like. Cool. I would like to, and we watched a few. At like, oh my god, dude! Bad. It's yeah, it's not very good. <laughs> yeah, I, I barely finished the first episode. After the first episode, I almost felt as if three hours had passed. Yeah, even though it's in that's kind of how I felt. Every, like after every episode, it was like, yeah. it's like it just it's it feels so long and not like a I don't know. Yeah, was there more more rape? Because there's a couple. There was just a little bit in the first episode. The, yeah. Like there's, yeah. I mean, there's a little bit. There's a lot of That's like, there's, cool. there's like attempted rape, a f like a few times, but it never like. Yeah, I was gonna say the first episode. Yeah. Yeah. It was, thing. It was like that's another thing is like the 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 lead actress was like a mo like I read about this because I was like just reading about shit about the thing, and she was like um, so it, it is like it has nudity. Which is cool already. This is on stars. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a star show. But it's like it it's there's, you know, a little bit of cursing, but it's like and like I don't know, the combat's not really that like R rated. So it's really just R rated in the fact that it's just like 
nudity yeah and so like it's like well i'd rather like i'm okay with nudity if it has like all the other shit too like if you're just like getting that i don't know but that was like one thing but like the the lead actress was a model and so she was just like yeah i'm cool with getting naked and i feel like every other episode it's like her getting her like clothes ripped and it's just like I don't know. Yeah, like Spartacus. Get it? Yeah, get over yeah. it. Like, get, like, I'm like over uh, it. the tutors, kind of. Yeah. Where they just went like, yeah. yeah, we'll just make it. We'll just make a love scene every episode. Yeah, it's essentially. What that. else did people do back here? I um, watched two episodes of Tutors. I never watched Tutors, but there's two separate shows too. Like one's an HBO show and then one's a Showtime yeah. show. I think. Um, right. yeah, I watched about 10 episodes that Outlander would not recommend. I was, I'm like, just, dis- I'm disappointed. I was really hoping it was going to be good, but nope. Alas. Yeah. Uh, Noah, what'd you, what'd you do? Oh, okay. Uh, I watched a lot of TV, but it was only two shows. So <laughs> it was just very concentrated. Simpsons? Reno? No, no, no. What if, no, what if I said the same? Uh, what if, what those, if they're the same two shows? It's not going to be at all. I know one isn't going to be. Uh, no, uh, neither Simpsons or Reno 911 this week. Uh, I started and finished the third season of BBC America's Killing Eve, starring Sandra O oh and uh, Jody something. Jody, Jody Comer, Comer, Jody Comer. 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 There we go. Uh, that show is riding its first season's hype way too hard because I think the first season is absolutely fantastic, but the last two seasons are not. They're okay. They serve their pur- purpose. I'm still probably going to watch season four, but it's just been a steady decline since season one, which is always sad to see. So uh, I've never even yeah. heard of this show. First she's, season. she's just a awesome. spy and it's an awesome nope. spy show no no like no it's it's about this uh analyst sandra oh who's like a uh, mi6 analyst but she's like a transfer or something she's american she's at england i don't know she works for the mi6 and then there's an assassin who's played by jody comer and yes jody comer steals the show along with uh the main guy, her, uh, I don't know what to call it, her partner, whatever. Yeah, sort of her partner. I don't know. There's a word for it. I'm looking for whatever. He does fantastic. I can't even remember his name. Kim something. I, I looked this up the other day, but I forgot. Uh, yeah, season three, not amazing. Kenny Stoughton, mm, Sean Delaney. Uh, it's like Kim something. His name's like Kim. The actor's name is Kim. Oh, Kim Badina. Yes, Batman. Kim Badina is great. He's also in the new series or new season of Witcher. He will be. So I'm excited for that. Uh, my second thing is... I. Sorry, I think it's Id Invaded. You know, it's capitalized ID Invaded. It's an anime. And I absolutely loved it. I feel like I've it, heard about this one. The, it was added to who last year the sub was, and I just wait for the dubs because modern dubbing is worth the wait. It's good. like It's great. I think 90s shows you can skip on some of the dubs, but modern dubbing, you might as well. They're so good at localization and, uh, you know, carrying over all the jokes 
maps and such so that you don't even feel like it's a sub these days mm. you're just like oh okay it's got english voices cool and it's absolutely fantastic it's got a plot line that it's kind of just about crime about serial killers whatever but then they take it in just a weird direction and they go inside the minds of the serial killers which well, seems that's what generic. Is, right that's what id yeah the id well everyone has an id well um yeah i haven't felt this way about an anime since well i guess black lagoon i watched that last year whatever since like psychopaths darker than black yeah or black lagoon uh i just know i'm gonna watch that or that's gonna stay on my list this anime will just make my top 10 list for a while until it has a second season that's probably shitty which I'm how many episodes do you know it's only 12 or 13 it's I give it a watch the ending's a little generic whatever there's not really the twist is a little generic but the i'd say the first half is perfection then it kind of it doesn't pitter patter but you know. i'll throw it on the list we'll see what happens yeah. how do Absolutely you what's the name again it's talking. on hulu it's id invaded id colon invaded sweet yeah uh i was about to say something else oh yeah uh the speaking of hulu added or started a new video player replace their video player with a new one and it's actually really good <laughs> i don't know how many times hulu has a new video player well, when did they do that so that uh i think last week i was last watching week. killing eve and it just changed yeah hmm. and it's fantastic now it's actually pretty pretty nice on recently. The browser or across the board like i don't know do you watch it i think xbox across or? the board no i think across the board because uh my roommate's smart tv and my xbox look the same so i think it's across the board because I, I uh i was watching hulu today what is new about it because i can't tell just a different video player the uh buttons like the there's a better fast forward <laughs> button skipping things is better it's just it's overall better. it's sleeker looking the design the aesthetics just a little nicer i believe uh, you i just i was like i didn't notice it at all and i okay, watched cool. all of animaniacs <laughs> and then i watched something today so uh oh yeah and i watched a few episodes of animaniacs but i'll, I'll probably wait actually i'll talk about it i really enjoy it for the three episodes i've seen just because i knew exactly what it is you know yes. it's not that it's the greatest problem. thing in the world but it's the greatest animaniacs thing in the world <laughs> correct well and the thing is it's like our problem with reboots is that they try to like reinvent the wheel yeah. by using the exact same formula so it's not reinventing the wheel at all. It's like literally just, I mean, by definition, it is literally reinventing the wheel, but not in the context of the use of the idiom. Like it is just so egregiously bad in how they, like there's no innovation at all. There's no thing that catches your interest. And most of the time they reboot, no one cared to be rebooted. So in this case, it's something that obviously most people had, you know, very fond feelings about. And yeah. then they blew it out of the fucking water. Yeah, from the like, first scene, I was I was ready when they were talking about how it's it's widescreen format. How <laughs> that was so good. Or when they talk right, about like, how the writers like, are writing it three years in the past. That right, was right. Awesome. They're like, I guess we'll just have to guess as to what happened. <laughs> yeah. they, I mean, like, yeah, totally. And then like Hulu's handing them a big check. I just went, this is everything I wanted it to be. Did you, did you guys happen to see the, I guess the, since they wrote it three years ago, 
But did you guys happen to see the coincident or the, the coincidental movie poster that was in the show that uh, I saw something post about? It was a movie poster featuring Johnny Depp. It was called uh, Johnny Lies. Ooh. <laughs> and I'm like, that's some... All right, some five-head stuff. Especially there. if it's and it's Warner Bros. Mm. So... Oh. <laughs> that's some... That's spicy as fuck. I don't no, know. I, I didn't notice it. That, but... I don't know if they made that joke three years ago. I don't know if they made that joke recently, <laughs> but it's definitely in that show. Damn. Uh, other than that, I haven't watched anything. I just played Call of Duty. That's about it. It has been a heavy Call of Duty week for the three of yep. us. Yeah, I don't want to brag or anything, but (laughs) (laughs) I played a lot of video games this week. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, I'm done. Did you listen to anything? I'm sorry, did you already... Oh, 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 um... Did I listen to anything? No, I actually enjoyed the album this week, so I listened to that a lot. I don't think I listened to anything new. Oh, uh... I think it was Cousin Stiz put out a new song. I listened to that. Called Crocodile Tears. That was good. Crocodile. Crocodile Tears. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, that, that, that's about it though. Okay, cool. John, what do you got? Well, um, obviously watched a bunch of Animaniacs, and I want to kind of keep that conversation going for okay. a minute because I literally binged it all that one night. All of it. All 13 episodes. Amazing. So good. Um, and the best part is because, again, it's like such a classic from my childhood and um, for the people who don't really know, it's these three little animated uh, what are they even like mice dog things they make a joke they make a joke they're cat dog things okay cat dog things exactly Uh, i think there's a little bit of rabbit in there too i don't know live on the warner brothers studio lot and as a result as it is an animated thing they just jump into a bunch of different random hollywood ip things um a lot of them related to warner bros but not necessarily all having to be tied into old warner bros stuff and uh like each episode has a weird unique theme and then they're interjected pinky in the brain but i like that it wasn't every episode was like interjected pinky in the brain and sometimes it was like a double uh pinky in the brain episode sometimes it was double animaniacs episode um but all of them were really really good and unique and then there was like the russian meddling one like there's 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 you might not have made it to it but there's a bunch of good ones um one that stuck out in my mind particularly, though, was the uh, Aladdin one. Um, it's closer to the end, so you probably did not yeah. make it that far, but highly recommend. I won't spoil or anything, but th- there's just, like, some really good Chef's Kiss episodes, and that was one of them. Um, the, reboot, the reboot song was fantastic. Yes, I enjoyed so it, every and, second of that one. Yeah, and that was the thing, too, is I always find myself – I put this in notes down – I always find myself pressing skip intro when I binge a show. This one, every single time I sat through and sang the stupid song with them, mm, I said, no, this is I amazing. <laughs> yeah, well, because every time, every time, uh, what's her name? I can't remember her name now. Dottie. Like, Dottie, thank you. <laughs> uh, she uh, changes, like, one of the lines. So it's, like, one of those things that I it's like to. Kenny. Yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> I like to hear every time. But, yeah, very, very good. Um, other thing I watched, uh because I really haven't been watching much of anything TV-wise, was uh, Criminal Minds. I started Criminal Minds. Uh, And I'm I'm on season three now. (laughs) I'm on season three now. All right, right, John, I'll talk to you and the public. Fuck those shows. What's wrong with those shows? 
I don't know. It's just <laughs> corn with bad porn acting and writing. It's fine. Oh, like the, the first Law and Order, or like the first CSI, maybe get a pass. But when there's a whole series, Criminal Minds, in just every episode is, this man murdered four people and he's crazy and there's probably some dark shit that you have to talk about every single episode and then people get off on it, like NCIS and stuff. No. <laughs> I'm not even... I want, I want quality plots and stuff rather than just solved. I have the weird fascination of wanting to predict what happens and this gives me the oh, easy... in those movies? Yeah, oh, yeah. It gives me... <laughs> The perfect satisfaction every time where I just feel like a genius, genius. for 30 minutes. <laughs> it's so good. And uh, at the same time, I really liked SVU. And so this feels like SVU without all the associated triggers. SVU is the same thing. Same thing. No, no, no. SVU is yeah. okay, but like... No, uh, it's a okay for like watching for maybe a day, but then when it's just like, hey, we make money off uh, stories about rape and stuff. That's yeah. so cool. That's See, SVU so feels more like police porn. You know, justifying the use of police brutality and arresting people and criminal minds criminal is more minds behavioral. Is FBI porn. Yeah, but it's <laughs> it's the behavioral like they rarely do the arrest, they rarely do any shooting of their guns. It's all like just them talking in a room basically. I don't know. See, I think it's, 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 not, it's not a good show. I'm not even trying to say it's worth watching. I don't I, well I'm talking to everybody. I just said uh... it's very bingeable for me because it has all the things I want. Your crime show needs a twist, like Columbo, where the murder happens in the first scene, and then you figure out why. But that, that is like, what Criminal cool. Minds does. You watch every, like, it literally starts with a murder. Yeah, but you it's not. You watch the killer do his thing, or the kidnapping, or the it fire. Because it's... No, it's not solved. That's what I'm saying. Like, Columbo, literally, it's solved. Like, it's all solved, and then you watch it play out. Which I feel like that's a it's the reverse of those shows. Which, oh, okay, because yeah, I got you. You're just yeah. trying to figure out yes. what the fuck the purpose was and not. Right. Okay, I mean, but that, but that is what the watch I Columbo. Mean, that is what the <laughs> fucking behavioral analysis unit does, though, is because they're literally trying to figure out why the killers do what they do so that they can find them the next time. So it's more again like cerebral, but it's not. It's not high thinking. It's not intelligent. It's not. Oh, yeah, I guess the theme. That's the point. <laughs> Sorry, I, I get. I get what you're saying. Like why you like it, and I think on, that like triggered something. I think that's why I am enjoying Supernatural so much. Because yeah, because I can like every episode is like they have like the main plot and then a lot of filler like between the main plot, and it's like oh, there's a you know a fucking ghost in this town. And then you think it's like, oh, well, we solved it in the first 10 minutes. It's, you know, the dead bitch or whatever, like, in the house. And it was like, oh, no, it's actually the dude you guys interviewed. Like, it's, like, kind of similar to that. So I can be like, uh, mm, I'm not buying it. It's not the dead person. It's that guy. And it's, you know. Right. Well, and so the, I get the, that, yeah. the part about it not being on live TV, but it was a show that was on live TV, is I go, there's still 20 minutes left in this show. I know if this isn't it's the guy. Right, it's, yeah. it's, not, it's not at 11.30 yet. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah but does the theme song even have the Who? Or is the theme song even to, by the Who? No. Not listening mm. to the theme song. It's a CSI joke. Does every yeah. CSI show had the Who? Or had a song by the Who? No. 
Uh, and then that's pretty much all TV I watched. Uh, I really didn't listen to any music besides the jank tape either, um, because I've mostly been playing video games all day, and I really don't like listening to music while I play video games. Um, game. All the games I play are multiplayer, so. Ooh, I, I, oh, oh, before I'm, we I'm move on, why don't you guys just watch anime? Because that's like 900 episodes of bullshit filler you can figure out. I Dude. do, and I watched <laughs> the worst one. I, I, I watched not one piece. One piece. I'm so... <laughs> I know. There's a million episodes. Watch some bleach, dude. Like, one, watch some bleach. One day, dude, I, I dude, I know. I'm gonna watch anime eventually, and I'm just gonna like, I'll never recover. That's what I'm. Dude. I'm just so scared because I'll never come back from. Like, you just have to find the right one. Well, no, I, it's it's not even that. Like, I bet I could watch you a think bullshit you'll die one. Die down the rabbit hole and yeah. not watch regular TV anymore. I'll just be you watching anime for the rest of my life. As so, I watched Killing Eve and then anime, literally in the same week. So okay, but what happened? What happened? What happened when you first started watching anime? You watched anime for like a year straight, didn't you? Um, I bet you did. So. I bet you did. I mean, I would high school, money. I don't know. I don't remember the <laughs> yeah, first time yeah, I watched yeah, anime. <laughs> when I was six yeah. and watching DBZ, I don't know. That's different. Okay, That's I watched that. I watched that too. But I'm saying, like, when yeah. does it start? When is my first anime series? Then? When you had the ability <laughs> to binge watch. Oh, uh, you just get in a mood. You just get an anime mood or a yeah. not anime mood. I know I'll love it. I'll, I'll do it. It's it's like the same thing. Hey, I, I, I got mentioned, you suggestions. You do. And it's like the same thing with like my music is like I could find one song by an artist I really like. And it's like I know that I'll like the rest of this album. And it's just like whenever I'm ready to listen to the rest of the album. That's just how I do music. They made a supernatural anime. Uh, it's I don't really want to watch bad. it. I don't want to watch it. It's really bad. I don't even uh, want to. Jensen Ackles did not return. But uh Padalecki did. Uh, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I don't, I don't it's really even, bad. even if they were both there, I wouldn't want to watch it. That's really bad. Um, if that's if that's all, I we didn't mention this for so news. I have, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I have one more thing that I watched. It was a one movie, a documentary about um, Bukowski, Charles Bukowski, the poet. Mm. Um, and want to give some background information on that movie? Uh, so he's just a. Uh, I don't even know what classification he is, but he came out around the time of the beat Knicks, and he was definitely not a beat writer. But at the time when like Kerouac and Ginsburg were getting huge, he was like already thirty years old. Uh, and yeah, he's just really freaking weird, and he's like it's very like realistic poetry. Like he like shies away from metaphors, and he's very blunt and grotesque and like he had a column in a la paper called notes from a dirty old man and he's literally just like a hypersexual aggressive drunk dude um and so his poems tend to be rambling and nonsensical and wild but a lot of people fucking like him and he's become fucking huge um he didn't really blow up till like the late 70s early 80s anyway point being i watched his documentary um and yeah he's batshit insane as you might expect him to be uh like <laughs> it's so funny too though so i got i wanted to watch it because there's a quote um at the beginning of a song on mac miller's faces that for the first time i ever looked up and uh it turns out it's a bukowski quote that he did during an interview and it's literally just him talking about basically like what do you do when you get home from work like what are you gonna fucking watch a movie sit down and you know be tired that way he's like hell no you're gonna get a bottle of whiskey and drink it you're gonna go to a bar and get into a fist fight you know, you're going to find some bitch and punch her. It's just like, what are you fucking on about? 
but uh, I knew the quote and I could recite it from memory for sure from the album. And I was like, who says this? And it turns out it's Bukowski. I said, oh, of course it's this crazy fuck. So I went and watched a documentary and it was good. And he's got some really fucking good poems that I was like, I don't know if I, if this is the space to share that kind of thing, but you can actually listen to him on Spotify, some of his live readings. And he hated live readings. He stopped doing them once he became rich. Um, and he was fortunate to be a poet because most people aren't. Uh, that, <laughs> yeah. that actually made money while he was living. So that's um, like one in a billion. Yeah, yeah, towards the end of his career too, because he was like already like 60, 65 by the time. Classic he was, Picasso. Yeah, uh, by the time he actually started getting picked up. And again, he was like the same drunk old fuck. And so he would go to a live reading. He would get paid like two or 300 bucks for to do it. And again, it's like in the late 60s, early 70s. And then finally oh, no. he made his money mid seventies, late seventies. Like now nah, I'm fucking done with this. But he'd get really drunk, drink like a whole bottle of wine on stage for an hour, try to read the poems, and then the people would start shouting at him because they were also drunk, and they're the people who like his poetry, so they're just belligerent assholes too. And like his poetries are about like, or his poems are about really existential shit, like nuclear armament and how the world's gonna end, or like his wife waking up to a fart he had in bed, <laughs> and like. <laughs> It's just funny, nonsensical bullshit that very much makes you feel like he's just like a down-to-earth one of the boys. And he kind of – it makes poetry not seem like as academic or, you know, cerebral and all haughty dotty fucking I'm an elitist aristocrat. It's like, oh, no, like I'm a street man, and these are street man poems. <laughs> <laughs> it very much feels that way, and he like gave no implication to be any other way, and it's really good. Uh, so highly recommend you check him out. Cool. Or – Listen to what it on the called again? Uh, the the movie isn't. Uh, that's not really what I'm recommending. I'm oh, more oh, recommending oh. his poetry or listening okay, to him on Spotify. Okay, okay. Uh, but, Don't watch yeah, the movie. Charles. I mean, the movie's fine, but it's it's literally a documentary. It's not a movie. He does have a movie he wrote. Actually, mm -hmm. I found that out in the documentary. Uh, he has a movie he wrote that has that uh, for this list or for this Mickey, week. <laughs> Mickey Rourke uh, hey, plays plays Mickey him. Rourke. Yeah, plays him in like the eighties. It's called Barfly, and it's literally kind of about his life. It's like a caricature of himself. It's just a dude who goes bar to bar, drifting around the country, fighting people in a bar. That would make you work. Uh, still look like a human. Yes. Yeah. Before no, all okay. the surgeries. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Weird. Being before he quit looking bar. like Mickey Rourke. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, it's called Barfly. Me too. Um, maybe we can watch that. I don't know. Ah, uh, that could be this week's. Maybe, maybe, but maybe. Uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll link a poem too. Uh, it's called the uh, competition. It's the farting one. It's really funny. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I watched. Um, we didn't mention this for news. Did you guys see that the Chappelle show got taken off Netflix? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, they heeded Chappelle's request to take it off, and they did. Yeah, he liked it because yeah, he, he didn't get paid. He didn't know they were going to be putting the show on Netflix. It was like not part of the deal he signed with them. That's kind of I mean, cool. He doesn't. He doesn't own anything a part of the show, that's right? Because Comedy Central, like, yeah, yeah, Viacom, baby. Yeah, but yeah, I just remember we were talking about Chappelle Show being one of the ones we were like binging a lot. Like, remember that happened? Yeah, we can move on. That's interesting. I didn't realize it got taken off. Yeah, I mean, it happened like, like that happened like the last couple of days. Couple days. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's literally because his SNL monologue. He said he didn't get paid for it, and Netflix was like, "I, I'll take it off." Yeah, this might be the only cool thing Netflix has ever done. <laughs> they really gotta like try to make up for the 
whatever the fuck that was it a documentary or whatever about the girls dancing or whatever oh the little Underage children girls, yeah yeah let's, not, let's yeah let's they were like literally babies they got a they got yeah, a that shit was disastrous not a, not a good look uh yeah let's move on john oh uh, yeah so uh this week uh do you all care movie or music I don't care. No. I was thinking we do music first, so uh, yeah. we've got so Buddy's Jank Tape. Note. Yeah, we've got Buddy's Jank Tape Volume 1. Uh, it's Buddy and Kent Jams, I believe. James, yeah. Jams? Kent James. Kent James. It's Jams, bro. Come James on. James? I, just James? Just I, I wrote bitch. James. I'm an idiot. <laughs> yeah. It'd be funny Kent if you James. pronounced it James, though. James? Kent James. Yeah. <laughs> fucking mike jones voice kent jams um i thought yeah uh good yeah what do you, what do you have no what do you i think, think okay. i was i was never underwhelmed it was either i was whelmed and wait i, <laughs> I was whelmed <laughs> well yeah it was like it was like either like i really like the song or it was okay but it was never i hate this song which is cool i'll take that as a win honestly i really enjoyed this album it's like I mean, it just the ones that like i didn't even necessarily enjoy were just like if there was just something more in this like it's like a like i can sit here and like bob my head it's like yeah i like where this is going i wish there was just something more like well i don't know but it like i didn't hate any of it which is you right. know like i said i'll take I, I i'll take the, it as a I win the album was good and i thought many so or not many a few songs stood out but it's definitely like i could listen to this at any point it yeah. could be on yeah. hey, i'd be happy that it's on yeah. Yep. I don't necessarily like a bunch of it, but relative to the other albums we listen to, which is now this my new scale, definitely the best album. It, it's, yeah. it's, it's really, really good. Um, uh, I don't know if it's the best per se, only because I really I like Play more. Yeah, well, I liked uh, the Deontay Walker. I Deontay think this Walker. Is better than that. That's his name, right? Deontay Hitchcock. Deontay Why do I Hitchcock. Keep you, you called him Walker <laughs> last week, I think. <laughs> I know. Deontay Hitchcock's album. Uh, the only problem I had with that was that the deluxe edition was so long. But they were yeah, way better so songs on that than the best songs on this, in my opinion. I agree. See, with that. I just took it as a whole, as in I could listen. I literally did listen to this album all week. Right, all week. Yeah, Deontay Hitchcock, so. I maybe watched, listened twice, three times. I think, so it, I I think it also happened to be that I was playing a lot of COD. And I was like not actively seeking out a bunch of new music, so this was really easy to just like go back to the playlist. Because usually what I do on Spotify is I make a playlist for the week, and I add all the new songs I listen to, so I can like see them while we talk. And the only songs I listened to this week that were new that weren't like Mac Miller were this album. So <laughs> I really listened uh, to Jack. If I can just talk about my one of my probably my biggest pause that really is, there are times when a lot of albums sound, um reminiscent of another era say a new 50 cent album is probably going to sound like 2002 g-unit rap whatever mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. i'm not going to enjoy it because it doesn't sound it sounds too much like the 2002 right, right. it sounds like Whereas they're just this album doing the same shit. kind of felt kind of felt very reminiscent of an earlier time maybe 2013 ish but in a good way it had the themes of that and the sound not just oh, this could have come out in 2013, I felt as though it just, uh, I don't know, shared a lot with albums that were coming out around them. Like when uh, Eric Bellinger or YG, when I think in that era, it kind of sounds like some of their songs. 
Yeah. Uh, there was definitely, I felt some Anderson Pack influence. Um, yeah, no, uh, I just really enjoyed it. I felt like I could have listened to this five years ago and jammed just as hard. What's the uh, top tracks? Oh, top tracks. Uh, I'm going to to like three because there's only 10. So I, I, right. I excused us the last time because there was literally like 23 songs or some shit. But I enjoyed She Think, the first song. Yep. I really she think was my number song. one. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh, In Search of, I thought was fine, but I thought it was good because it reminded me of specifically Eric Bellinger. Uh, and I don't know, there's just something nostalgic about that, even though obviously I never heard the song before. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I like To the Grave and Bad Boys. I liked a lot of the songs. I, liked I like Bad songs. Boys. Yeah. I like Bad Boys because it's more of a jig. Vince Staples vibe. It was more. It was definitely Jid Vince Staples vibe. Yeah. Uh, I had She Think, Pass by Me, and I think To the Grave would probably be my number three. See, Pass by Me was probably my least favorite. Not that I didn't like it. It just felt just generic poppy. Hmm. I I still jammed to it. Like I, when I listened to the album on my way home from work, I still jammed to that song. Yeah. But compared to, in comparison to how much I enjoyed the other songs probably my least favorite which isn't saying much because i did enjoy that yeah right see i didn't remark on a least favorite this time which i think is good because that just means that they were all okay and listenable you know and at the bottom they're kind of equal um but i definitely had favorites and she think was i don't know if it was number one i didn't really rate them in that way but really really good probably my most most listened to but also when you hit play on the playlist and it plays the first one you know yeah. Um. But that one, uh, I like terrified a lot, and I liked uh, Bad Boys and Heatwave. The last two tracks also. Yep. Uh, so, Inconsistent, yeah. I thought was an amazing R and B kind of throwback for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. I could see that being played on the uh, the Quiet Storm, which is a local radio, local Lexington radio thing. After like ten o'clock, they do old R and B. It could definitely be played on that. That's so. Yeah. <laughs> Quiet Storm is a radio format and contemporary R&B performed in smooth romantic jazz influenced styles. <laughs> it's yep. named after a Smokey Robinson song or album. Interesting. Yeah, I could definitely see it just popping on that because it, it definitely had. Well, I guess some songs because some were obviously like Heat Wave was definitely just a hip hop song. It definitely had a lot of R&B themes and uh, influences. Oh, for Which sure. Yeah. I really and, yeah. So, I really mean, it was, it was really like, I have I, my, actually, I, you know, what? I do have a problem with the album and it's only one small one. And it's that it's such a fucking, Too short. no, it's a misnomer. The fucking what? jank tape volume one makes it sound like it's going to be like some kind of like run of the mill mixtape, like from 2009. Oh yeah. And okay. it is actually like a really cohesive and interesting album that has like, multiple genres and production styles yeah. and i went For sure it doesn't sound like people just like remaking a bunch of other people's beats it's mm. and it's not all just like bars you know it's it's actually like a cohesive piece of music and i went it kind of feels a little shitty that and maybe it's just because i'm a piece of shit but i went like yeah i like buddy but this album just on the name alone and the art i went like this looks like this guy's not even trying, <laughs> you know? Right. And it turns out it's really great music. Yeah. But I totally would have passed by it, which I'm happy that obviously 
kind of one of the reasons why we do this thing. But yeah, th- just... this album only solidified my liking of Buddy, and it, I guess it started me liking Kent Jams. I guess this this is his only work because I clicked right. Spotify and this was the only thing that popped up. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't even have a bio or anything. Yeah, so <laughs> I guess I'm excited for his next stuff, and then I'm also excited if there's a volume two. Um, well, well that's, that's the only thing I can now be looking forward to based on the name is that this implies that there's other things, right? right. <laughs> it's not, just, mm. you know, stuck. In a year, I'll use it as my album for the week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, overall, positive. Yeah. Like, I really I enjoyed it. I a note, but I forgot to look it up. I'm pretty sure he is, though. Yeah, okay. Um, Revenge of the Dreamers 3. We talked about it because Deontay fucking... Hitchcock, but Buddy was on that thing too. Um, mm. On my favorite song from that, um, Wells Fargo. So, hmm. yeah, interesting. And know. he's on a couple other songs too. He's on 1993 with uh, Smino and Buddy's Jid. So, I just feel like, again, he's bumped elbows with the right people to mm. be having some really interesting features. So, like when you make the reference of like, you know, it, it's reminiscent of a Jid or of a. Um, Wait, even like a Glopdad 4000 or a... Oh, huh. Wait. I just Googled him. I don't know why, but it came up. Uh, Zoink Gang, apparently, is a super group he's in. It's literally him, J.I.D., Smino, and Glopdad 4000. That explains a lot. But... Yeah. <laughs> and I go, yeah, how did I, not how did I not see this? Do they have any music? I don't know if, they, never I, say, I don't know if they have music. I'm, I'm, assuming, I'm assuming they have the same group of producers, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, the only song that comes up on Spotify when you look up Zoink Gang is uh, Wow Swerve, or Oh Wow Swerve. Yeah. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Point being, really interesting. Um, so now we'll move on to the movie this week. Oh, no. Uh, I don't want to do this the world's, sacrifice Yeah, the world's image. greatest movie of all time. The most overhyped piece of garbage I've ever watched. Because, unfortunately, it wasn't actually that bad. No. But it overhyped. is supposedly the greatest movie of all time. I tried. So yeah. I went in yeah. expecting nothing less. Yeah. Citizen fucking Kane. I tried to just have the mindset of, like, imagine if you tried. were... If, yeah, I tried. Imagine if this was, like, you know, 1941 and I was, like watching this in 1941 right, and you're watching old fucking talkies black and white talkies like yeah oh, i can see why this is the greatest movie of all time in 1941 yeah. probably see, even one, up to like 1975 see here's one but, of my problems with this is oof. that i don't find myself watching a lot of movies from the 40s so i really don't know if this is better than this <laughs> that's, that's true too. i that's have true. no idea there could be a hundred other movies in the 40s that I enjoy far more than I enjoyed this movie. That's true. I just See, thought... I just make the opposite inference where I said, I've only seen very few of them. This one is about the same, maybe slightly better than those. But if this is supposedly the best one of that time period, there's no it's way the other ones are close. <laughs> yeah, there's no way the other ones are close. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, the, the thing I, that annoyed me the most was like, like everyone is like yelling like the narration in the beginning is just like the it just sounds like the dude is shouting right. i don't know that's and it's whatever it's, it's that it's, voice it's, too and it's like oh this here guys is yeah, here like, and like, he's my, i'm like god damn dude fuck <laughs> like, let me turn this shit down 
and then like the like the conversations between people are so awkward where it's like you walk into the room you're like or like i, I don't know i'm trying to think of one for example from this movie like he's like reading the book in that room or like reading the diary or what the journal and then he like goes oh and the like the security guard's like what was that like what did you say and then like the chick like barges in she's like it is 4 30 it's time for you to leave and he's like uh, okay he like stands up. i don't know just super awkward like these weird like interactions <clears throat> but like yeah, did, did people talk to each other like that in the 40s? I don't know, I guess. I no, but yeah. that's, 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 that's like how movies were done. Yeah. It's like, it's all a theatrical, be... over-the-top performance, and you understand it's a performance. Whereas movies now, it's all about realism and grittiness and making you feel like you're watching something that you could actually be a part of. Which is actually hilarious, too, just on the subject matter of Citizen Kane, because, like, Citizen Trump is literally what happened. Yeah. You know, so it's a fucking megalomaniac <laughs> millionaire who tries to become a political, you know, important yeah. figure. Like, there, there's actually some like real underlying. There's, like, I uh, get it. I you, get. You, you can't read it because my low res webcam, but there's a bullet point that says Trump, but not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I think it's obvious. Like, you know, Orson Welles was really making a point, but. Like, the premise of the movie itself, I went, like, I didn't care about Rosebud. You oh, know? God. Like, it was it was a useful narrative tool, but it wasn't interesting. Oh. As you a know, movie, it wasn't interesting. It was pretty. Like, that scene with the towards the end with the mirror that, like, went infinitely as he's leaving the room when his uh, wife leaves him. Oh, yeah. Hmm. I was like, there's some really cool shots, like, cinematographically. I can get why this is probably revolutionary because... Again, it's 1941, but you know, nope. I'll I'll just start from the beginning. I'll just I'll just start from the beginning, and make my way down. Um, first off, I hated that fucking intro. Yeah, yeah. that intro was way too. Long. That ham-fisted intro, and then and then the montage of his uh his not his ward, whatever the bank guy, his parent, his bank parent, just looking <laughs> at the camera and going like, hmm. <laughs> Absolutely, and that was for maybe five minutes, and I was annoyed by it by then. Yeah. Uh, I was ten minutes in; they were still recapping, catching me up as if right. it, I was uh, needed to be filled on his entire life story. <laughs> there was almost nothing from the beginning I enjoyed, uh, other than it slowly becoming a very—I actually think—a very modern plot where it used the guy who was investigating, trying to figure out what his life was like. I really enjoyed that setup. In the well, sense the whole, that it felt very modern. The whole thing too is that he's basically a like a what's it a media tycoon, right? Yeah. yeah. So the movie's presented from a point of view that you're like a member of you know the U.S. world of the time, and you're watching the newscast. Like that's why it's like a radio broadcaster talking about oh, here's what happened in the news today and da 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 da, and. I feel like they used a lot of devices like that again with the narrating voiceovers and the, you know, the weird fucking like, it feels like a PowerPoint thing, but maybe Orson Welles invented it and it then became a PowerPoint thing. But like, when yeah, you spiral in, thing. you know, like, <laughs> I just went like, you know, thank God it's not just a bunch of boring lap dissolves, but it tries to feel <laughs> <Real> sane <laughs> and wonky and interesting, and I'm like, 
This is like difficult to watch. It was uh, hard to watch. I thought uh, some of the acting was fantastic, and then I thought some of the acting was not so fantastic. Did you, did you think Orson Welles was good? I thought Orson Welles was fantastic uh, as both young Orson, or sorry, young Kane and old Kane. I thought Bernstein, uh, Bernstein, his mm-hmm. buddy, I thought he was amazing old and younger, but the character, the Leland character, I thought was so bad as an old man, it was almost laughable because the other two, I was like, oh, damn, they must have, you know, studied their grandparents or something and just watched exactly what they do. And then the Leland character, who's, he's like crazy, uh, he's in the home or whatever. Right, and he's he got the mustache him. and he tried yeah, to smoke. Yeah, that, I thought he was just, he put on some white hair and some makeup and he's like, right. oh, it, was it was egregiously bad. It was egregiously bad. Yeah, it, it felt like Johnny Knoxville, bad grandpa. Mm. A little yes. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> Where I was like, I don't know if this guy's. Two things I don't apart. think I've ever been compared before. Kane <laughs> and bad grandpa. <laughs> Just now they did. We're making history on this podcast, okay? Uh, I thought the mystery of Rosebud wore pretty thin. And then at the end, when he said, uh, well, not to skip to the end, but whatever, when he was like, Oh, Rosebud doesn't matter. The meaning doesn't matter. Maybe it doesn't, you know, maybe it's just a piece of a puzzle and you don't know where it fits. And I was, in my mind, I was thinking, oh shit, did I miss something where there are like clues everywhere or something crazy? And then the end, it literally shows you the goddamn sled catching fire in case you fucking missed it. Rosebud. There's no mystery when it's like, oh, it was his fucking childhood. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for solving that mystery for me, movie. <laughs> yeah. You know that uh, episode of Rick and Morty on Interdimensional Cable where they have the quick mysteries? Yeah. This just felt like a long, <laughs> drawn-out mystery that I didn't care about at all. Like, <laughs> it, I, that's a, that's the whole thing. It's like, it was an interesting premise, interesting device to use. I get why you would choose it. I could understand how cool that would be because most movies, I'm sure, at the time did not do anything like that have a big reveal at the end where you went oh i never i never would have guessed that but the payoff is like what so he's he he feels bad about his childhood he like missed his parents like he had a terrible upbringing his 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 childhood his his mother's love is the rose i think it's like he's aware that like he had all this money his entire life and it's like he had like two failed marriages or whatever. He like wasn't like he was like successful, but not really. And it's like, had he's he... craving attention. It, well, it's like it's like it's he like if his parents, mommy. yeah, it's basically like if his childhood had been differently, he would have grown differently, and like his life could have been different. So it's kind of like those like what could have been situations. Hmm. But I yeah. go, isn't that true of every person ever yes. in all well, of I human thought, history? I thought, more of a, <laughs> I thought it was more of a the roast, but it's like the peak. So, like, that's as much, like, he never got that fulfillment. The, his mother's love or whatever, her caring enough so that his dad wouldn't beat him. I think he never got fulfilled. He never filled that hole. That's that's what I got from it. But, you know, it has to be due to the childhood because the yeah. sled scene the sl- the at sled, the end, yeah. that made me so mad. That almost ruined the movie for me, straight up. Because I'm like, I that left a bad taste in my mouth instead of me going, oh, that's a classic mystery. Yeah, nope. <laughs> yeah, I just... Mm, I, it was a fine movie that was yeah. egregiously overhyped. Yes. Like, literally, there's no movie that's been hyped up more to me 
at all. Casablanca is the only other one I can think of. But I've seen Casablanca. Casablanca is a good movie. And it's not as hyped up as this one. Oh, I mean... It's better than this one. (laughs) So... Yeah, bad news, I know, guys. But... I, I don't think the Vatican's ever gonna watch our podcast with us shitting, with us shitting on their like their movie <laughs> list. <laughs> what are you talking about? We loved every single one, both of them. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, third are times there other charm. movies. What I, I don't even remember the Vatican list. I don't. I yeah, I don't know, man. I feel. And... I feel as if me hating on it almost tarnishes my <laughs> my opinion somehow. But goddamn, I didn't enjoy. I didn't enjoy this movie. I'm not gonna ever watch this movie ever again. No, I will never watch it again, unless someone's like, "Hey, uh, I've never seen Citizen Kane. You want to sit through it?" I'll be like, All right. <laughs> "Also, I, I felt like." Yeah. I don't know if I should say it. I yeah. think this movie could be better if it were <laughs> if if it like were that. remade. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> And I know we literally wow. just spent a literally million years talking about, about it. But I go like, like, his wealth and opulence isn't cool to me. Because they can't show it. You know? Like the menagerie, the huge fucking like Louis the Sixteenth Chateau, or Louis the Fourteenth Chateau style mansion he lives in. Like, it looks like they made a warehouse and put a couple of rooms in a warehouse yeah. and put a bunch of boxes to destroy. Yeah. And then there was like random, you know, images of animals. One, a fake octopus that was like paper mache. Yes. And And I went like, if this had a real last budget and didn't try to like ham it up CGI like Dr. Doolittle it, but like had like a bunch of fucking wild animals and like a real huge ass mansion and like, like, like a Wall Street. Street. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Like, like there's a way to do opulence and wealth and like, really hate a super rich guy that isn't a black and white movie that had a shit budget, you know, and like actors who had first time acting jobs. And like Orson Welles did great for that was like his first Ooh, time acting. The acting, I'm not gonna other than Leland, I think but, everything but, but, but it's the nineteen forties acting. Like like Lane said, it's like the overly fucking hand fisted. Yeah, that's totally fine. Mm. I think if it was modern, it, it would be more interesting. But again, I just don't like old movies that much. So. Yeah. I, uh, um, I, I thought it was really interesting as in the movie. I guess is... not true. I like almost every Hitchcock movie I've seen. So now they don't feel that <laughs> They don't um... feel that <laughs> Well, okay. Um, maybe, that's yeah. what, maybe I'll put like North by Northwest on our list. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. No. They could have titled this movie Character Development, the movie. <laughs> and I really appreciate that. I really do. But it kind of sucks when you don't like the character. They're, they're, it's not like it's not as though he's this evil king who's like badass and evil about it. He's kind of, and he's not like this super awesome hero. He's just kind of plain. <laughs> he's just like a dude that had a lot of money, and he was like, yeah. "I'm gonna like use my money to do some shit that might be fun." He's literally it, like it, he's literally like having a news press might be fun. It was like it was nothing made me hate him, yeah. but nothing made me love him, and that's the problem for me. It was very it was a very middling experience yeah. for Realms. such a hyped movie. Top ten on IMDb, pretty sure. Ooh. 
Yeah, not my favorite movie. I mean, it's literally at the top of every movie list of all time. Like, yeah, it is so wrong. constantly regarded. And, like, again, I know you now have not seen them, but, like, did you see Rear Window? Have you seen that one, Hitchcock? Mm-hmm. Like, I get, why, I get why Hitchcock no, is praised. He's done some really interesting camera shit, like, as a director. Really, again, movies are mm, lukewarm, but... They're worth watching because he really did some fucking crazy shit. This movie, I went like, I don't. Where is the thing that's supposed to capture my magic? Mm. Like I've seen the Hitchcock movies, and I go like, I get it. And maybe Orson Welles, I guess, like created that. You know, like he was the yeah, stepping stone. I, I don't know what 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 the originality is. I can't pinpoint it because obviously I have no frame of reference. Right. We have no frame of reference. So I'm like, again, I get that this is probably 1941 was the year movies became movies, but also I don't care. <laughs> you know, like, like you know, what would be good a documentary about Citizen Kane. I would yes, watch that. That would be good. <laughs> that would be good. Like, or or like a what's that fucking thing that Jonah Hill and James Franco just did about the room? You I know, I think Jonah Hill was in that, but the Disaster Artist. Yeah, he's got to be in it, right? I don't think he's in that. James Franco and his brother, Dave Franco. Yeah, but it's like, it's, it's James Franco and the crew. Yeah, I don't I think don't, so. I don't know who else. It no, doesn't matter. I didn't James watch it. But I go, that's an interesting thing to do. Yeah, and it was really good. And the same thing with the documentary thing. I'm like, that would be interesting, but the movie itself. Isn't that what uh, David Fincher's doing for his new movie that comes out next week? Mank? Bella? Mank, M-A-N-K. It's Gary Oldman playing somebody, a director, I think. Mm. Wow. Hollywood is reevaluated through the eyes of a scathing wit and alcoholic screenwriter who races to finish Citizen Kane. What the oh. fuck? <laughs> Wait, should... We gotta watch this. We have Dave to watch Vinci, this. Dave I think it's Netflix movie. I... Yeah, it came out on Netflix already. It came oh, out I thought two it came weeks out ago. Next week. Oh, okay. IMDb uh, says uh, December fourth. Uh, oh, hmm. oh, my thing says November thirteenth release date. Yeah, my uh, IMDb says. There you go. We'll check. Fuck. Do we need to? I. I mean. I'm, oh, I'll probably watch it. In theaters, November thirteenth. Okay. Select theaters. It streams on Netflix December fourth. Oh uh, well, we can wait till next week and decide. All right, that would be next Friday anyway, so we'll have already had to watch something by then. Oh, that's fair too. Um, uh, so Susan Kane not as good as it should be. Tristan is basically he wants us to say that it's shit. He's typing in chat. He said, "Just say it is shit." You know, you want to don't be yeah. nice Didn't to some old ass shitty that? movie. Did Didn't you, I, yeah, I, I, Did you I say like it was shit? shit. First oh, okay. sentence. I feel like right, I used the word. <laughs> All right, or so the word garbage was thrown around. <laughs> yeah, I, garbage. Yeah. Citizen Kane. I, I, mean, I, don't, I don't think it's a 3 out of 10, though. Citizen Kane is shit. <laughs> it is. See, I and don't think it's a 3 out of 10. But only because it's so overhyped. Like, yes. again, yeah. it's egregiously overhyped. Relative that, to the hype. Yeah. It, there is absolutely, without a doubt in my mind, no reason that it should be as praised as it is. Except for the fact that the historical blah, 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 1941 is the first movie that's a real movie, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? But some movie was going to have to be that movie. I don't think we right. need to... Roll Any roll movie roll. could have been that movie. Yeah. But think Literally. about how much... Think about if it were something else, though. Like, something just better. No, I, I am. I'm, I'm thinking, yeah. like, the know. first Star Wars. Like, Star Wars Episode Four. 
everyone's like, oh my god, it's so rip. I go like, it's a garbage movie. Yeah, four is pretty bad. (laughs) It's fine, right? Like, I get what it it did. I get what it did. But let's not act like even episode nine is not a way better movie than episode four. Episode nine is not better than four. It's shit. But it's. I'll walk out right now. Episode nine is not. <laughs> I don't know why. Why do we keep memeing about episode nine? Be- episode nine is the best I movie. I think it's garbage. It's the best. <laughs> it's the best one of the entire. Please quit the sarcasm. <laughs> I. It's funny because you think I'm being sarcastic, but I'm being so. You have to be. He only you rates movies on how much it grosses worldwide, and that one grossed over a billion. So. <laughs> it's not true. Lawless probably didn't gross that well. I love yeah, Lawless. That's, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> um, episode 9 was offensive to me. Episode 7 and 8, I didn't like, but they weren't offensive. 7, oh, I liked at first. I said 9, I kind of meant 7. I just meant the episode 4. Oh, the reboot. Uh, okay. <laughs> but, oh, 7 is... 7 sucks ass. Yeah, 7 might be better. 7 Nine. sucks, but it's better than 4. Seven's, yeah. 7 might be better than 4. That's what I meant. And oh, okay. that one made 2 billion, so... YOLO. Uh, yeah. Before we move on to the last part... Uh, so we mentioned Star Wars again. Do we have to throw in our weekly, what, uh, Queeby? What, what else do we have to say? No, like, I, said, I, said, I said Queeby already. <laughs> Did you? Queeby already. Okay. Yeah. What other uh, what words? Said, How are you? I said, oh, yeah, Queeby. Queeby, yeah, okay. Yeah. Let's, hey, let's just trademark Queeby, the word Queeby, because they're probably going to lose that in like a year. We <laughs> yeah, can rebrand it. That'd be kind of spicy. We can have a shirt with Queeby yeah, on it. Queeby merch. We yeah. <laughs> the Queeby podcast. That's what we'll change our name yeah. to. Yeah. We'll change it right now. We'll change it next Queeby, week. Queeby <laughs> oh my god! No, no. We just claim to be a Queeby original show. That's what we do. Wow. Okay, that's what they should have done. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Definitely not what happened. All right. um, okay. All right. Let's, right. Let's, uh... picks. Let's talk about the picks. Okay, well, it is John's pick this week, and for next week, he has picked, for our album, he has picked Printer's Devil by Rat Boys, and for the movie, he has picked A Star is Born, another fucking musical, starring Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, oh, another gosh. musical, thanks John. And Dave, Chappelle, and Dave Chappelle, it's not It's not a musical, it has music, it is a music based movie. Uh, Oh, man, okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Damien's just La La Land is a musical. There's big music numbers, the cast is singing. This is, it's about a musician. Okay. Uh... <laughs> well, wait, 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 wait. wait, wait. The definition of musical, a play or movie in which singing and dancing play an essential part. It's huh. a musical. Well, yeah. Then is a music documentary a musical? Is Taylor Swift's new thing a I mean, musical? Yeah, because yeah, I've never watched any of them. So yeah. Well, no, because music. because singing and dancing, it has to have both. Oh, dancing! Is there dance numbers? There's no, there's no dance number. Oh, well. it's a movie about okay. singers. Well, it's if I see arguing. if I see any dancing, there is dancing. Then it's a musical. It's a musical. It's a musical. <laughs> movie without dancing citizen kane had dancing in it. <laughs> actually yeah okay citizen kane is a musical <laughs> okay all you viewers at home and listeners in the future past whatever we will see you next week on thursday december 3rd and this has been bad friends worst critics i'm noah davis along with lane oh. woman 
Wait, and John Pena, and it's the outro. It's the outro. Tristan made a comment that, you know what's a good old movie? 12 Angry Men. Well, yes, that's a fantastic movie. That's yeah. great. Thanks, Tristan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Tristan. We already, fucking, we already fucking knew that, Tristan. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> we'll see you next week.